0: This podcast is presented by Mission and Fields, consulting and coaching to take your business to the next level. (laughs) The Better Business on Purpose podcast exists to spur you on in pursuing the deeper questions related to leading a business, questions that require the interaction of strategy and identity. This is your host, Yates Jarvis, here with me yet again, thank God, is Butler Stodmeyer. Butler, how are you doing today? I'm good, Yates. I'm happy to be here with you. Awesome. Well, um, real quick, let's go through some of the things that we want to talk about today. We are still in a mini-series on how strategy can be used to grow our businesses. Last time we talked about planning versus reacting. Um, We will have many inside jokes around feral cats. Today, I think we're talking about a little bit different angle other than planning and reacting. What did you want to zoom in on today?
1: Yeah, we are somewhat diving into the planning section of things and talking about targets. So, you know, planning ahead, looking forward, saying, what do we want to achieve this year in the next three years, five years, whatever the timeframe might be? And what does that look like if we actually do that?
0: Oh, targets. They are so, they're more important than we treat them. And they are unbelievable tools. I think targets, this sounds like something you do, set a target, set a target. It sounds like this static thing, this thing you do, and it doesn't mean much, you know? It
1: also sounds like, what do you mean I have to set a target? I'm trying to do my work today that I actually need to do. I can't even think about that yet.
0: Right. And why would you ask me to try to predict the future? Because... The future's crazy. I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do in sales. I don't know what we're going to You know, just let me do my job. Isn't that what you want me to do? Yep. Yeah. Well, you know, fortunately for a business, targets can be used in such a more life-giving way for everyone that has them and for the strategy to bring the strategy to life. Targets are so important. Um, I guess there's a lot of different angles we could talk about with targets. Let's start with um, some of your experience, Butler. Um, Do you feel like in the past you've worked for a number of organizations, some in the hundred person range, some in the thousands? Um, have targets been conservative or have they been, um, like big, hairy, audacious numbers? How have people used targets? Are they aspirational or do they seem more safe where you've experienced them?
1: Yeah, it's interesting when you ask that question, I thought of a dynamic I haven't thought of before, which is I, I was in an organization that was about 10,000 people, so very big. Now I'm in an organization around 100. Uh, when I was in that organization with about 10,000, we were very goal-oriented and target-heavy, Um but those targets were not that aggressive they were more Mm. so figures that yeah this is what i think we can do and they kind of people would back into them based on what they already knew was going to happen but it wasn't anything that was driving performance to the next level it was just yeah this is what i can do next year safely so that i can you know speak well for my department and perhaps get a, a raise In the organization that I'm in currently, we didn't really have any kind of goal setting or target um, methodology prior to me coming in. I think I brought some of that uh, experience from the large organization. And it's interesting, despite not having a lot of experience with it, I would say in this smaller organization, they are more aggressive and they're much more aspirational. So I don't know, I haven't really thought about it. There may be something to do with the size or it may just be the fact that we aren't so exhausted and burnt out on using targets for a you know, <laughs> large place that we actually thought about them correctly and, and did some smart work.
0: Right, that's interesting to think about that. If you're a consultant trying to help an organization use targets properly, it is important to think about the prior um, cultural reality to how people have experienced targets, let alone, even the language you know, some words you just can't use until you can completely reframe them around trust because the words have been so misused. Um, so language is important in that. So even just the word target, but then when it comes to targets being ineffective, um, you know, you have to know that that's the past you're working with. So that is that is an important note to think about. What do you think is the danger Because it it sounds like when we're setting a target conservatively, it's like a win-win. You know, I'll hit my goal, which is great. If the company's good with that target, then it's a win for them. And it keeps my people from being stressed out, you know, hitting this crazy target. Um, So it sounds kind of like an innocent thing to do to kind of set your targets conservatively and to pad them to increase your chances of actually hitting them, right? It's safe for you as well. What do you think is the danger to an organization in having a bunch of padded conservative targets?
1: Uh, I think it raises the question, what are we here for? What are we doing? Because, Mm -hmm. you know, I I think about if you really want to change something, you need to be striving for something big. And as you said, you know, big, audacious, hairy. it, It needs to be something that can motivate and inspire because we're actually here to change our community, to change the world, to change whatever that environment might be. And you're not going to do that by saying we just want to move the ball an inch because we know we can do it. You know, okay, so maybe you say you want to move the ball 50 yards and you only move it 10 yards. But at least you moved it a lot further than you would have had you moved it an inch.
0: Yeah. Imagine the I'm just picturing the human element of all this. You know, you're talking about um, inspirational you know, a target being inspirational. And usually we think of them as something that bring fear if they're too high. You know, the company lifted it again incredibly high and in sales positions, that's kind of the status quo. And targets are not exciting things. But when used properly and tied to strategy, it really can be inspirational. You know, I don't think when you imagine your perfect job, I think depending on the journey that you've been on, it you may imagine a cushy job where nothing much happens and you go and you check in and maybe that's because life has been sporadic and chaotic for you. Um, Maybe that's because business has been sporadic and chaotic for you and you feel like you need a rest. Rest doesn't come in boring, uninspired work. No. Rest doesn't come in having low expectations around you. Rest comes from a completely different place and business doesn't own rest. You own rest. Um, so that's an important thing to keep in mind when, when we're thinking about the human element of this study after study has shown that people want purpose and business. They want to be inspired. They want to go tackle something. They want to achieve something together as a team, something real and meaningful, um, and so that, that is an important part of this, especially if the targets are relatable and they understand how they're going to make an impact to the business and to the world. But when those targets aren't connected to a purpose or a vision for the organization, I think then it's really difficult because the company's asking for this authentic um, and passionate reaction uh, to the targets but instead what they get is kind of might be something that's more lackluster
1: yeah and and it's critical it, it is a critical role of the leader not to just set a target and then say okay but you have to then actually you know, come alongside the team and find out what motivates them. Because like you said, maybe somebody is just kind of wanting to fly under the radar and have a stable moment in their life. If that's the case, figure out a way to say, you know, this is what we're trying to do this year and this is how it speaks to your need. Um, You you gotta be communicating that inspirational message of of this is where we're trying to go and now this is how we're going to get there and this is what it means for you and for what we're trying to do.
0: Hmm. That's interesting that, you know, kind of that idea of being a, an interpreter of the strategy and of the target back down to everyday life that really smacks of what we talked about on the last episode around planning versus reacting and how the two are married and how, um, planning can help equip and make more purposeful reactions to the reactionary and, and how to navigate those decisions and conversations.
1: Yep, And and I think along those same lines, you know, we talked about the danger of setting a target too far out there, something that people may burn out on. There's no easy win. There's no low hanging fruit. That's another aspect of it. You need to break that target down into smaller chunks. And that way you can keep people motivated, keep people moving, celebrate those wins um, and, and get it much more down to a granular level kind of in that reactionary world.
0: Right. Okay. So you're talking about really strategic planning here. So you're going, hey, at a strategy level, it's great that we set these targets, you know, increase by 3 million, 300%, whatever. Um, But there's an important next step, which is contextualizing the strategy through strategic planning to really build the stepping stones for an organization and even for individual employees to understand how they play a very specific, real part in helping to achieve those targets.
1: Yep. You are not going to achieve your strategy without the buy-in and the, the created shared vision for your team.
0: Well, there's one other thing I wanted to talk about around the danger of not setting targets high enough. And that's that an organization will be limited in their uh, ability to invest in a bunch of padded conservative targets. You know, if we're only expecting to achieve X percentage increase, you're only going to get that much time and money to do so. And the danger with that is um, if it's strategically important that you achieve more than that more rapidly then these conservative padded targets will rob the organization from putting its money and its time and its focus exactly where it needs to be putting its money right now. And that that's a precise activity mm. for many organizations that has to occur with, with laser precision and with force and strength of investment and focus of investment. And any organization will tell you that. That's, uh, or any executive will tell you that if they've gone through a company closing its doors. I don't know uh, what the stats are on how often that occurs. I, you know, there's stats on the number of companies that survive after startup, after you know, five, ten years, that sort of thing. But if you've ever lived through a company aiming in one direction, the world changing, and then the company never pivoted fast enough and it closed its doors, that's a company that absolutely experienced not being able to invest at the right pace and strength in the areas that they needed to, that even might have looked crazy. And in that moment, what they need are executives in those key areas to be able to extend those targets into... Uh, places that look crazy at, at, at the time, but are, ne- are necessary for the survival of the business. And I think that's something that um, is such an important part of strategy and with setting targets is that they represent the executive's perspective about what it's going to take To not only thrive or to be a good place to work, but to achieve a bigger vision of impact and ultimately to survive the year and the next five years and the next 10 years. And that's just a perspective that if an executive doesn't take, who is going to be likely to take that perspective within the business with everything else they have going on?
1: Yep, and I think it's it's a great point too that part of that is saying no to other things, and it's limiting resources flowing into one area of the organization to focus on those things that are going to allow the organization to survive and thrive. I, I was thinking as you were speaking about, I think it's Warren Buffett has a saying about you know write down the list of things you need to do and then cross off all but the top three and only focus on those three. Mm-hmm. It, it, it might be a little you know narrow narrow and tunnel vision but it gets across the point that if you've identified the the absolute top three things you need to be doing number one why wouldn't you be doing those to the fullest and to the almost extreme um, and then number two why would you be throwing your resources that are so scarce and precious at other things yeah you got to keep the the lights on and you have to you know keep things operationally working but as far as investment in the future focus on those top items
0: yeah one last encouragement that i would have is when you set targets let them live on not just in strategic planning which is a lot not just in how you manage the reactive moments which is a lot but also in meetings i you know we are definitely in an age of meeting overkill, and um, it doesn't even have to be a meeting. It could be a report if people actually check email and read reports and that sort of thing. And you can get your team on board to be responsible for it. But the idea is that those targets and the performance against the targets should be an ongoing, public—you know—as public as possible. I don't mean public to the—you know—to your customers, but public within the organization that people can see how the organization is moving towards or against those targets, even if it's scary and even if you need context. There's a fear that we don't wanna report on targets until we're actually able to meet them or until we have significant progress or until the story is more accurate to what the story really is. You know, If we show numbers this quarter, it's not representative of all the things that we have done that are in the works. And it could scare people and think that we aren't doing a good job That conversation needs to happen. And ultimately, what we're valuing when we say to make those targets visible and the performance against them visible, what we're valuing um, isn't just transparency for the sake of it. It's transparency for the sake of developing a context among the human beings as to where we are and what it takes to be where we are. And that's a soft skill that's developed when you have access to data. And so when you can see the data and feel, you know, over the course of a year or two of seeing the metrics, seeing the benchmarks, seeing the performance, and talking about what's moving it up up and down... You're building a capability of understanding the activities that go into moving the levers that you think are most important because you shouldn't be setting targets on levers that aren't important for the organization. So there's this other skill set for an organization of building a gut feel around what works and doesn't work. And if you don't publicize performance against a target, regardless of the context of that, then you're robbing the opportunity for others to get attuned to to affecting a target.
1: Yeah. And it it sets um, accountability for all levels of the organization. And I don't mean some kind of negative, if you don't do this, then here's the consequence, but just accountability in terms of, we know what we need to do. Now let's See how we're doing against that target, which I know we have accountability coming up in a few episodes. So that's all I'll say on that for now. But it's crucial uh, to the success and really to the well-being of the organization because people want to know how they're doing and how the organization is doing.
0: Love it. Love it. Thank you again for listening to the Better Business on Purpose podcast. We hope that this content is going to help you take a better look at your business and to answer some questions for your business that could help it improve. In the next episode, we'll be looking at focus and prioritization and how those two tools can be used with strategy. If you have any questions, please send us an email at bbop at missionandfields.com. We look forward to talking again soon. Goodbye now.